We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Jameer Gibbs, running back, Alabama. Goff looks, Goff throws, caught inside the one, fighting for the end zone, and getting in for the touchdown, Detroit Lions. Amon Ross, St. Brown. The snap, he's got it, wants to throw, Wentz, looks, looks, pressure comes, Wentz, hit, sack, back inside the 20, Aiden Hutchinson, that's number two. Yo, what is going on guys? Welcome back to the Pride Podcast, episode 319 on the Blue Warrior Network. I am your always Tyler, joined by my two guys, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart here. Boys, how we feeling after the bye week? I'm feeling charged up, if you know what I mean. I'm feeling charged up. Malcolm, how are you doing, bro? Woo! What is going on, everybody? Yo, we back for another week, man. This, yo, this this whole buy, I think, is something we needed, man. We needed this rest. So um, I'm I'm feeling refreshed, man. Yeah, Let's we're go. We're gonna talk about this injury report in a little bit, but the lines are healthy and they're getting healthy. But we have ourselves a very special guest, our fellow Blue Wire podcast that covers the Los Angeles Chargers from the Guilty as Charged podcast. We got my man Alex in store. How are you doing, my man? Doing good. Uh, excited to cover this matchup. It's very uh, Chargers luck that they get the team on 14 days of rest and they just got to come off with a Monday night game. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. So got to got to be the best to be the best. How are you guys feeling right now coming off that win versus the Jets where your defense looked phenomenal? Yeah, the defense looked phenomenal. And, and for what it's worth, they put up 20 points on, you know, the best defense in the league. So I feel good about that. You know, is there a little bit of an aspect of uh, – playing Zach Wilson that probably factored into you know their performance as well yeah he didn't have his best game but that's why I kind of I'm excited to see this uh, performance against the Lions given everything about their offense um you know and and you know going up against kind of a real true contender uh you know in the NFL well, I respect you uh putting us in that that realm of conversation because you know it's always just refreshing because we, we haven't heard it for so many plus years so I appreciate you Alex for putting us in that <laughs> conversation uh let's get into the injury report Alex, you got a small injury report for the Chargers, and let's just get that out of the way. Who's on the injury report? Yeah, so technically on the injury report, it is Justin Herbert, uh, although I guess kind of also corollary to this game, they did just put Josh Palmer on IR prior to the Jets game, so he'll be out, and Mike Williams obviously has been out for you know most of the season since week three after he tore uh, his ACL. So, you know, kind of a uh, smaller receiver group, you know, a little less depth there. 
And, uh, you know, uh, Justin Herbert still is dealing with the finger thing, but not as bad. So, you know, uh, although this was just a walkthrough, so I'm kind of expecting tomorrow's injury report, if there is anybody to kind of be more indicative. But so far with the guys that are currently on the roster, they are healthy. Also worth noting, they have missed Corey Lindsley for a number of weeks now uh, because he uh, has a heart condition. So he has not played uh, since week three also. Uh, and then uh, safety JT Woods is also on the NFI list currently. All right. Peter, what's the Lions okay. report looking like for uh, this week so far? Yeah, so Lions are getting healthier. Not DPJ just acquired, was limited with a ribs injury. Big V with a back. And then they are Khalil Dorsey, Jonah Jackson, David Montgomery, Frank Ragnow. All full, bearing setbacks. All the full guys are expected to play. We'll see on those two, the first two. Um, and also to note, the Lions practiced on Monday and Tuesday, but did not practice on Wednesday. They were coming off a of bye week, so that's why they, they started on Monday and Tuesday. Definitely encouraging. You see David Montgomery looking like he's going to be back. Jonah Jackson looks like he's going to be back. And Frank Rano is going to be back, which are all guys that missed the Raiders game. And guys like Jonah Jackson and David Montgomery, they missed multiple weeks. So to get a thumb back after this bye week, seeing the Lions healthy, um, very, very encouraging. And, you know, like kind of Malcolm said, the Lions needed this bye week very badly. And to see all these guys come back um, for a big game versus the Chargers, which is, I think, one of the tougher games left on our schedule, um, is definitely huge for the Lions. So nice nice to see the injury report thinning, thinning down for sure. Especially against this Chargers front. We'll get into that once we talk about it. But, um, man, Coyote, Oshika, and uh... – Swords, though, I like you guys, but it's time to get Jonah. Swords, they'll play well. Swords, they'll play well versus the Raiders. He played well, but it's not Jonah. You know, yeah, it's not Jonah. I was gonna say, and Dan Skipper, he's not the Dan every day or Dan, every year or Dan, I should say. (laughs) Shout out to those guys, those guys are the bad cubs, they get the work done, but they're not Jonah Jackson and they're not Frank Ragnar, they're not Graham Glasgow. So, so I want to start off with you, Alex. Your Chargers are now exactly at 500, sitting at 4-4 four and four heading into this matchup. What is the overall feel around Chargers fans of how the team is performing, and what are you guys necessarily expecting the rest of the way? You're on mute, Alex. You're good. Sorry, my bad. Uh, it's sort of been an up-and-down season. Um, obviously started 0-2, got back to 500. Lost two games in kind of crushing fashion to the Cowboys and the Chiefs. So now they're back at 500. Um, You know, this is kind of the more difficult part of their schedule, Lions and Ravens back to back. Um, So, you know, kind of just hoping for split kind of at this point. Maybe if you get lucky and kind of take one of those games. Um, I I think the feeling overall around the team health wise is good. Uh, Obviously, they've been playing much better defense than they were the first two weeks of the season, which was kind of the story. So that has rounded into form. Uh, I think there are a couple questions just about, you know, what, you know, this playing complementary football and getting the offense to kind of look good at the same time the defense does. Um, And so that's caused a little bit of inconsistency this season. But um, I'm mostly just excited to see, you know, Justin Herbert go against, you know, another really good quarterback in, in Jared Goff and how that Lions offense has kind of been humming this year. And then, you know, hopefully to see the defense take a real test because of the, you know, the pressure rates have been good. Obviously, Bosa, Mack and Tui Pelotu are kind of flying around, uh, but going against, you know, arguably the best offensive line in the league, I think will be uh, a real good test for them and also kind of a litmus test of where this defense stands uh, after, you know, they had some easier matchups, I would say, against the Jets and Bears, uh, you know, opposing offense-wise. So I'll, I'm really curious to see how they're going to come out uh, this game. 
Um, so, question for you. you said they lost Josh Palm Josh Palmer, right? That's the name, Palmer. Yeah, the receiver. The yeah, Joshua Palmer. Yeah. So I remember a few years ago, this fast kid, Jalen Guyton. Is that is that his backup? Mm-hmm. The 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 speedy receiver. Uh, is he yeah. So. Yeah, Jalen Guyton is back, so that's uh, good for them. Uh, he will. He played sort of limited snaps last game. Got like two targets. Obviously, coming back from the ACL surgery uh, yeah. from last year, so you know he'll definitely probably play a bigger role this game. Um, kind of depends on what routes they can get him involved in, because I don't think he's just going to be running like go routes the whole game. But obviously, if they have an opportunity, then um, I, I think they do want to kind of unleash the big play threat there if they can. Uh, couldn't really get him going against the Jets, though, because they didn't really get any of the other receivers except Keenan Allen going against the Jets because of how that good that secondary is. So, All right. So, I mean, Justin Herbert, I mean, I know last year he was pretty much considered like one of those top quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. This year, you haven't really been hearing so much. Like, if you're not really watching the Chargers games, you haven't really been hearing much about um, Justin mm-hmm. Herbert being in that conversation and being in the top 10 as far as quarterbacks or – you know that, that that category is it the injury that's 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 bothering him this year or is it something else as far as like the guys being out um i i think it's a combination of things injury wise yeah i mean i think the finger for a long time bothered him this season really through the kansas city game i'd say he's recovered from that kind of the last two weeks and you know i i think they've also played three of the best defenses in the last like four weeks. They played the Cowboys, they played the Chiefs uh, and, you know, the Jets last week. Uh, so I, I think in that sense, his numbers have not, you know, looked uh, as we kind of expect Herbert's numbers to look, throwing for three touchdowns, 300 yards every game. Uh, not to mention he has lost Josh Palmer and Mike Williams, which I, I think is a big thing uh, that has kind of limited their offense because they've needed to get more from Quentin Johnston than they have this season so far. But, you know, he had to go one-on-one versus Sauce Gardner as a rookie last game, which is not uh, an easy task to do on the road. So I I think it's not having his normal receivers uh, outside of Keenan Allen, who he's had to depend on. Um, They haven't had quite the same run game that they've had in the last couple of years. Austin Eckler is not, uh, hasn't been nearly as efficient of a runner uh, to kind of put that, you know, threat of a run you know behind herbert and that stuff and you know give a little bit more credence to some of the play action concepts they want to run so um yeah i I would say i get why the media conversation has turned into you know the the stats and why he hasn't put those up as like a guy who's supposed to be top five top ten but i still would kind of take him as one of those top five you know guys uh in the league when you know if i have to win a game which quarterback do i want uh, and not to mention, like, every quarterback this season has kind of struggled against the Jets. I mean, you had Jalen Hurts throw three interceptions, Josh Allen throw three interceptions. So I think that's just kind of one of those games you have to get through where you don't turn over the ball and don't make those mistakes, which actually did a good job. So, there. Alex, what's your opinion right now on your newly offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore? Obviously a highly regarded name around the NFL, was with Dallas for many, many years, and now it comes to the Chargers. What's your thoughts on Kellen Moore? I, I think it's been an up and down season. Um, in some ways, I think early on the run game looked really good. Uh, and so the, I think they had some kind of explosive weeks there. And then it was the pass game that was struggling. Now it's kind of flipped because uh, the offensive line has faltered a little bit. Uh, I, I think Eckler has faltered a little bit in that regard as well. And so I think it's been harder to kind of, you know, 
facilitate the offense in a way where they can get sort of all the phases of it clicking at the same time. Uh, I like what he's done in terms of the pass game concepts, in terms of how he's, you know, utilizing a lot of these guys. You'll see a lot of uh, Keenan Allen going back and forth between the slot and the outside, um, which I, I actually like seeing a lot, you know, compared to previous years where Keenan Allen was just stuck in the slot for the whole game. Um, so they kind of let him work on a number of receivers and, and find the soft spots, points of leverage in a defense, which is good. Um, but I, I think it's been mixed results so far on Kellen Moore. I'll ask the same question towards your head coach. And I was been there for multiple years and, you know, he's known not, not to go in the past, but known to have one of the biggest collapse in the mm-hmm. playoffs uh, versus the Jaguars last year. Yeah. Um, some people like national media wise thought like that could have been his final game. The Charger organization decides to give Staley another year, currently sitting at 500. What's your thoughts on Brandon Staley right now? Do you think he's the guy going forward? Uh, I mean, speaking of national media people, I, there were people who were in the Chargers fan base that thought also that should have been his you know, final game. Uh, personally, I was one of them. Uh, so I think that Brandon Staley has come into you know this season with a real pressure to kind of figure out the defense. I mean, that was kind of what he was hired to do. And, you know, you looked at the high-flying numbers behind Herbert in the offense last few years, and it was really the defense. They were the bottom uh, tier run defense for a long time. Now they are a top five by EPA run defense, and it's the secondary that's struggling. So they finally fixed one problem and another hole opened up in the boat. So um, I, I think that they have done a good job in recent weeks of lowering the explosive plays. They just got absolutely boat raced by the Dolphins in that regard. Um, and uh, er- early on in the season, there were a couple of opponents who took advantage of some of the soft spots in their defense and, you know, were just able to, you know, hit those big plays. And so I'm, I'm curious to see how Staley plays this game because the Chargers have been very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They've been very uh, hesitant on defense in terms of trying to be protective and it stopping explosive plays to the point where they have been allowed uh, a lot of, you know, like the Chiefs game, for example, a lot of short yak opportunities for receivers and running backs. So I'm curious if somebody like Ben Johnson tries to kind of take advantage of that um, and get some of those, you know, free releases off the lines for you know a guy like Sam Laporta, uh, a guy like uh, Amon Ra in that way too, where maybe they throw a lot more short underneath stuff and then kind of allow those guys some yards after catch opportunities, because that is sort of what Brandon Staley's defense is aside from the last two weeks, um, have been giving up. So uh, I'm curious it to see maybe if Ben Johnson looks to some of that Chiefs tape as to some of the, you know, some of the offensive concepts that they should be running maybe short and then try to create the yak opportunities by letting those Chargers defenders play so far off too, uh, you know, because of the ability or the chance to stop some of those explosive plays. So if you watch the Lions offense, that's actually like kind of their staple. If you want to play, and a lot of teams kind of play deep so they don't get beat over the top, the Lions, they run these crossers, they right. run these mesh concepts, these, uh, you know, skinny posts, they, they run all that stuff. If you want to play that soft zone, they will shred you apart. You got Amon Ra, you got St. Brown, now you even got Gibbs, who's getting better. Um, so that's, it's kind of like pick your poison. If you want to play man-to-man coverage with no help, then... I will beat you over the top. Yeah, I, I think they need to do something kind of like they did in the second half of that Chiefs game where they sort of did a combination of like the 
soft zone concepts and man-to-man versus the first half, which was a lot of soft zone. And then it was just Patrick Mahomes dumping the ball up to Travis Kelsey with no defenders <laughs> in the five-yard radius of him. He's running all over the field, right? So um, I don't think they'll come into this game with that kind of game plan, but you know, I could see them the Lions trying to take advantage of maybe a slow start uh, in that regard. So hoping from a Chargers perspective that, you know, they take it, they realize kind of what Ben Johnson is going to do, like you mentioned, uh, and take advantage of those teams who are just, you know, trying to take everything away over the top. So I, I think they need to play a little bit of a hybrid game where they're kind of minding both possibilities. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, I mean, it sounds like you're talking, as far as like the weakness of the team, it sounds like you're talking about the secondary. You're pretty much saying that the secondary is probably the weakest um, area of the team. What is the strength of, of the Chargers right now? Uh, I'd say the strength of the Chargers is definitely the pass rush that that's been, you know, was really buoyed in the last couple of weeks. They had 13 QB hits on Zach Wilson, eight sacks, uh, you know, uh, the week before they, you know, 
also did really well in that regard. So I think after the bye week and since Joey Bosa's gotten healthy off the broken toe, they have really found this groove where they'll bring a lot of like NASCAR packages kind of in where they'll use uh, both or all of Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack and Tuli Tuli Pelotu on the field at the same time. Uh, and that's been one of their best packages along with Morgan Fox. So they've, you know, tended to want to try to get defenses into third and long or offenses into third and long situations. So they can kind of use that package more uh, and have their best players, you know, uh, especially in this game where you have to go against the Lions offensive line, which has really kind of come into its own. Uh, so I, I think that that's, they're kind of going to rely on their pass rush a lot in this game. Uh, and it's going to have to give them opportunities considering all of the weapons that the Lions have in the state of the Chargers secondary. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting matchup because just looking at the rankings right now, the Chargers are the 32nd pass defense in the NFL right now. You guys are very mm-hmm. stout against the run, six, only averaging 89.8. And I'm interested to see how the Lions use their running backs because it's like the first real time I feel like we're going to really have David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. So like we've had in the first, you know, three to four weeks, but it wasn't what I think it is going to be like going forward. I think Gibbs is kind of – came a better player in that time like he's came more patient we kind of saw this coming out party versus the Raiders so it's going to be interesting to see how the Lions are able to use both their running backs and how are they going to attack this passing defense that is last in the league right now so I'm interested to see how they they do that this Sunday yeah really big test for the Chargers I think if they are able to stop this running game from Detroit then you guys can literally say that you guys have a legit run stopping defense is this for real yeah, I think that, that what they're able to do in the run defense this game will help them a lot against Montgomery and uh, Gibbs. I'm curious to see, I guess, how Ben Johnson will kind of use Gibbs in this game because I think he's had, if I looked it up, I looked it up before, he had 20 targets in the last three games. Um, so I'll be curious to see, especially considering the state of the Chargers secondary, like I mentioned, and just how they've been trying to take everything away over the top. If they try to maybe do some like short stuff to Gibbs and kind of let him run with how much of an explosive, you know, play threat he is, you know, he can go, um, you know, he's really fast. He in the short open field quickness type stuff. So I'll be curious to see if he, you know, Ben Johnson tries to rely more on his burst uh, in this game, maybe in the receiving game uh, a little bit, considering uh, the Chargers run defense, obviously they'll try to give Montgomery the short stuff every time. Um, So yeah, I'll be curious to see in addition, how they use Laporta and, and St. Brown in that regard. Um, how they also use maybe Jameer Gibbs in the passing game, because I think that's something that the Chargers probably would kind of struggle with uh, covering. Alex, question for you. Do you trust the Chargers linebackers in coverage if they had to cover Laporte or Amonra or Gibbs? Um, more than I have in previous years, although I don't know if that's saying much. Uh, I trust them... I do trust the linebackers in the run game uh, more so. I think that's been the strength of what Kenneth Murray's done this year in addition to Eric Hendricks. Um, I don't trust them as much in coverage, particularly Eric Hendricks and what he's done this year. But I also think that they're probably going to try to make, uh, you know, Derwin James and Alohi Gilman more the emphasis there uh, in terms of trying to, you know, take some of those more premium matchups. Uh, potentially Derwin James on Laporta uh, a lot of the time, I, and then probably Loie Gilman getting involved as well. Alex, where, where do you think the decline okay. comes from the secondary? Because, I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily like a, 
a top unit last year, the last couple of years since Daly's been here. But to be ranked 32nd in the whole NFL in pass defense, where do you think the decline is coming from right now? Uh, I, I think it's been, you know, obviously the state of the play of the secondary. Michael Davis uh, is not having the year that he had last year. He was, you know, uh, had probably one of his best seasons last year, and now he's kind of regressed to what more of the mean has been. Um, I also just think there's been a lot of dysfunction in the secondary in terms of, like, who's playing on the field at the same time. Um, they obviously had J.C. Jackson at the start of the season, and then, you know, the whole J.C. Jackson saga has played out with his injuries, then was traded the Patriots, uh, now has had struggles staying on the field there. So, um, you know, I think they really went into this season with the idea that they could rely on J.C. Jackson. Uh, and now that they have not been able to do that, it's been a lot of Michael Davis and Asante Samuel Jr., who were, you know, a pretty good trio, a pretty good duo on the outside uh, as outside corners last year. But now uh, I think they've been more tested and, and kind of more taxed in these games than they were. So... I don't know, some regression from the corners. I think the J.C. Jackson saga kind of played into it a little bit. And I also think that Brandon Staley hasn't necessarily put them in the best positions uh, because, like I said, early on in the season, they were playing, you know, pretty like aggressive coverage. Um, and that led to them getting burnt a lot of times uh, in the Miami game and stuff like that. And now they're playing so far off to the point where they're allowing some of those uh, yak opportunities, like I mentioned. So... I think they're still trying to kind of find their identity and, and sort of what works for them, especially given everything that's kind of fallen apart personnel-wise. So I, I think all of those things combined are why the secondary is struggling as much as it is, which, you know, it's not great when you're going to play Jared Goff, Ben Johnson, and, and, and what this offense has looked like in that regard. So, Alex, the way I'm kind of thinking of, like, the way you attack the Chargers, if they have a great pass rush, if they're playing, like, let's say, five yards off the line, then you just get the quick pass game going. Get rid of the ball real quick and let your receivers, tight ends, and backs do the work. Especially if they play that soft, because that doesn't make sense. If you have a really good front, you should have been playing that soft type. You should get in the receivers' faces, jam them a little so your passers could get there instead of just giving them a free release, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I hope that they do play more aggressively now that Joey Bosa is healthier, now that they kind of have this pass rush humming a little bit. I hope the expectation is... Yes, try to take away some of the deep stuff, but also try to jam them more at the line and, and do kind of both. Um, so I, I hope that they can ride that line as opposed to, you know, trying to give the free releases like all the time. But they still were kind of doing it in the Bears and Jets games, even though it didn't cost them quite as much uh, against, uh, you know, Zach Wilson and Tyson Bajan. I think Jared Goff is a little bit of a better reader of the field in that regard. So I, I, I do yeah. think it will cost them more if they are giving up those free release opportunities. So I'm looking at, I'm looking at the chargers schedule so far, and I'm looking at um, the wins and losses, um, the teams that they beat and the team they lost to. It, it really, I mean, they, they won against Minnesota. They won against the, the, the Raiders. They won against the bears and they won against the jets. And then I'm seeing that there's losses against Miami, Tennessee, Dallas, and Kansas city. Is there something as far as like this is a like a must win for the Chargers as far as will the fan base lose hope that they can't beat a winning team right now or how how do the fans feel right now as far as you know the the Chargers and I guess they feel like do they feel like this team could be a playoff team right now? 
I, th- I think there's belief they can be a playoff team. It's obviously going to be, if, if anything, sort of like a 10-7, and 9-8, and eight, you know, wildcard team as opposed to, I, th- I think, a team that challenges Kansas City for the division or anything like that. Um, I, you know, you have to beat some of these teams eventually. And I think that out of these next two games, like if I had to predict them to win one, this is probably the more likely one for them to win at home compared to that Ravens game, which... I think it's going to be a little bit, uh, you know, tougher uh, that one's on the road at Baltimore. So I don't know. I, I think I think there is, you know, confidence in the fan base as, as to how they've played the last two weeks, particularly defensively. But again, this is kind of going to be the real test of like, again, going against an offense like this. Um, how real is this defense, uh, I guess, for one and, and how you know battle tested are they going to be after this game? And then, you know, with the offense, who is the other? Who are the other players that step up? Because you know, I think Justin Herbert has done a pretty good job. Keenan Allen has obviously been pretty tremendous this season, but they're going to need another guy this game. Whether it's Austin Eckler having a rebound game or Quentin Johnston, um, so I, I think there is you know the two storylines I guess going against this team are you know can the offense show up against you know uh, or match the other offense on the other side. And also, can the defense, you know, sort of play for real against uh, a much more challenging offensive situation? So it sounds like to me, the weaknesses are probably the O-line and the secondary O-line on offense and secondary on defense. Yeah, uh, secondary, we already kind of got into that, but O-line has definitely been a little bit of a surprise. I expected it to be better going into this year, but as soon as they lost uh, Corey Lindsley and now they have Rashawn Slater dealing with kind of an ankle issue, they have uh, regressed a little bit. Uh, Slater actually allowed the most pressures of his career last game, uh, I think with eight uh, against the Jets, and they were pretty easily getting uh, a lot of pressure on Justin Herbert using three four-man rushes. Um, so that that is my concern with the offensive line. And, you know, you talk about taking deep shots to Jalen Guyton or using, you know, Quentin Johnston and, and kind of allowing him those opportunities as well. But you can kind of only take the deep shots if your offensive line holds up, right? So I, I think that is kind of the thing in this game too. Um, and they've been sort of forced to use more of that quick time passing game because they haven't had the opportunity to get those, you know, really big plays. So um, the offensive line has definitely cost them, I would say, in the past game and run game compared to, what this team should be on paper. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting match because I think the Lions' defensive line has been very up and down. Like, we've seen two sides of this Lions' defensive line. Like, we've seen games where they've been able to get pressure consistently. We've seen games where they can't get pressure at all. So, um, it, that, that's, that's definitely going to be an interesting matchup to see. I don't think we have the same front as, like, the Jets, for example, who you guys played last Monday, um, which they were getting there consistently, like you mentioned. So, we'll see what the Lions could do. Um, what would you consider the strength on the offensive line, though? The right side, the left side. Um, I know Lindsley's not out there, so you got the greatest name in NFL history, Will Clapp, at center. Um, <laughs> what, what would you consider the strength and weaknesses? I would say the strength for the Chargers offensive line is probably still the like the left side. I think overall they probably have given up fewer pressures in that regard. I would also say the interior as far as when they're able to kind of like pull the guards with uh, Zion and, and Jamari Salyer, that hasn't looked terrible in the run game. Um, it's it's really been the fact that they're not as efficient uh, in the tackle spots with Slater 
kind of not playing at his usual level and Trey Pipkin's regressing a little bit, that that kind of collapses the whole line. And then obviously, you know, the drop off from, you know, an all pro type guy and Corey Lindsley to Will Clapp. I think Will Clapp has been, you know, a fine backup center for the most part, but that, you know, that drop off is is there. So um, that I think is kind of the main thing that they're still playing with. And, you know, when your starting center goes out after three weeks, it's like you kind of have to reconfigure how you not only, you know, just the quality drop off, but also, you know, he's he's the quarterback of the offensive line and Corey Lindsley. Right. So there is also that like signal calling part that I think goes into it as well uh, that, that they have kind of missed in these last couple of weeks. Um, and, and just terms of the communication. So hopefully that's something that can grow throughout the season, assuming Corey Lindsley can't come back. All right. Um, that's all I got for you, Alex. Now let's get into some predictions for this Sunday. What are you expecting this Sunday? I saw the lines. I haven't checked the lines today, but I saw the lines were last favorited, I believe, by one and a half on the road. Minus oh, wow. three right now. Jumped a little bit. So we're minus three right now. Um, I don't know how much you bet or if you bet at all. But if you were to bet on this game, who would you bet with? Uh, I would still go with the Lions. I, I kind of need to see it another week with the Chargers. Probably, I'll say it's a little bit higher scoring than the last couple Chargers games have been. So I think, you know, especially kind of on the road to maybe a bit of a chaotic environment uh you know where it just kind of turns into this like shootout type game so far has been known to have a couple of those um i would say like 30 maybe 27 okay. lions uh, would be like my bet if i if i had to pick a one um but you know i mean also i could see it being lower scoring in theory as well if both defenses kind of show up on the same day but I think, you know, the MO of both of these teams with Kellen Moore versus Ben Johnson, um, Herbert versus Golf as well. Like, I, I do generally think this probably is something that presents as a more higher scoring game than maybe we uh, maybe the last couple of weeks of Chargers football and last couple of weeks of Lions football would suggest. But uh, I, I, I do think this is kind of a shootout. I'm, I'm excited game. to see Goff. Goff back at SoFi. It's going to be a second time ever playing at SoFi since the trade yeah. happened. I mean, he played his first year versus the Rams uh, when he got traded to the Lions. Now this is going to be his second time ever playing back at SoFi Stadium. So, you know, back in his old home, it'll be interesting to see if he could put on a little show for, for his uh, for his former home. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious to see just what golf looks like in this game uh, and, and sort of how that passing offense works as a whole because uh, I think that, you know, the chemistry he's had with guys like Laporta and, and St. Brown this year has been crazy to watch from the small amount of Lions football that I have watched. So, you know, getting to see more of that, just generally curious to see how Ben Johnson, you know, schemes things up. And yeah, maybe maybe we can poach that guy to be that coach next year. I don't know. <laughs> I, but, uh... <laughs> I, I told these guys for weeks, I said, I think Ben Johnson is going to go to the yeah. charge. And I think him and Herbert. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. Fit. Yes. Mm. He told me, yeah, he, yeah. he hasn't seen that. So, We've been talking yeah. about that a lot, yeah. Yeah, I, I, he's going to be a head coach next year. You're not going to be able to no, keep yeah, him for long. I so think we'll see what team he ends up going to. But. With Justin Herbert and that offense, I would absolutely love that. And he's in the AFC, so keep him far away from us because I know he's going to be gone. So I, I would absolutely love that <laughs> if, if that's where he ends up going. I mean, obviously I want him to stay, but like, if he has to go somewhere, I would love a team like the Chargers to go take him. 
Yeah. My understanding with Ben Johnson is though, he's not in a rush to take a job because he loves what he's doing with the Lions. He has to find mm-hmm. the right opportunity, the right ownership, the right GM. Everything has to be good oh, or he won't right take it. That's a good opportunity there. But yeah, yeah that's for uh... it is a good opportunity for sure. But it's LA too, you know, that's you're in the, you're in a conference with Kansas City. There's like a lot of pressure there too. Yeah. It's Los Angeles. It's not it's, it's a right. big market. All right. Before we head out of here, Alex, where could they find you on social media, your podcast? You want to link all that? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at AlexInSurf99, and you can also follow Guilty as Charged podcast on the Blue Wire Network, everything like that. Um, you know, so I do both breakdowns once a week on YouTube uh, as well. So check out Steven and Tyler on the main show. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, those are all the sources you can find us at. Uh, and hoping just for a good awesome. game this Sunday. Uh, I, I, I want to see a game that's a little bit more aesthetically pleasing to watch too than Chargers Jets was. So uh, I, I am actually excited to watch this Lions offense and this Chargers offense kind of collide. Should be should be a good game at SoFi. It'll be a fun one. I, sure. I think it's going to be a good game, man. For some reason, I have, man. I don't know why I think this. I don't know, man. Get, get that bad juju out of here. No, we're not talking about the Lions potentially losing this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I just have this might yeah, be a tough like, game. It's not like Tony Romo. I don't know. Yeah, well, we actually got Tony Romo on the broadcast. It's fun, man. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> Hey Jim, what are they? Oh, okay. oh, Malcolm oh, Sells, oh, like turn it over right oh. now. Oh, we, get, we oh got. Oh my gosh! I mean, I don't know, man. I just feel like this might be a. This might be a. I feel like this might be a trap game man, for some reason, but I'm hoping it's not. But I hope it's a good close yeah, game. We'll I see. Think that would be. All right, Alex, I appreciate you. I appreciate you guys all for listening. Hope you guys all enjoyed this episode. Uh, we will be live on Sunday before the game, four o'clock kickoff. So we'll be live at around three o'clock. So stay tuned for that on Twitter, and then we'll be live on Spaces immediately after. So that's all I got for you guys. Hope you guys all enjoyed. I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. I'm out. Peace. Europe. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out, man. Peace. See y'all. <laughs>